Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 181, When You Have Control Issues. It's January 11th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no music to this intro or to my outro as I am working to be more inclusionary for people who are hard of hearing. It's very difficult for people who have hearing loss to discern words when combined with music. I invite all of my fellow podcasters to ditch your music for your intros and outros and start to be more inclusionary. When you have control issues. Well, this is a very interesting topic. Before I dive in, please visit my website and enter my giveaway. While you're there, download my free emotional workbook. It's right below the Newsweek logo. My disclaimer is that nothing I say in this podcast is designed or intended to be construed as medical or therapy advice. As far as transcripts go, I currently have transcripts on on my hosting platform, rss.com. However, they are horrible and quite a mess. I will be working with my IT guy to go back to the transcript tool we were using in 2022 to generate transcripts to see if that's a better outcome because it's just terrible. I'm working on it, but boy, it's kicking me. If you are listening to this podcast and you happen to be feeling suicidal or you feel that life is simply too hard for you, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. That number again is 1-800-273-8255, or you may call or text 988. I promise you, people will help you. Take the help. When you have control issues. First off, control issues, control in and of itself is not all good or all bad, as I will lay out with some of the research for you. Now, you may have control issues that are handicapping you in life or preventing you from having certain things. You may have control issues that have kind of ramped up and gone a little bit over the top, which could be a problem. However, control issues are important for human survival, as I will cover from the research. If you're listening to this podcast and you have controlling people in your life, that is a problem of a different nature. I will address that lightly, um, but hint, hint, you're going to have to work on yourself. There's a limit to what you can do if someone else is being controlling of you. Controlling behavior can be a sign or a symptom of a mental health problem like narcissists, being a narcissist, being a psychopath having a borderline personality disorder and other mental health issues. Now that's possible. It's a possible situation with some controlling behavior. Now some people end up being controlling because it provides them with psychological safety. These people who use control in that way 
are typically not open-minded because it is not psychologically safe for them to root around in their mind and consider alternative points of view or different thoughts or different ideas. So it, that, if you are psychologically not open-minded because it's not psychologically safe, that's typically rooted in childhood trauma or some adverse experience or some tra trauma at later in life. Let's look at the research on control because I, of course, love research and found this very fascinating and I think it will give you some relief. If you're listening to this podcast and control is a problem for you, like you're controlling too much and, it, and it's presented itself as a problem, I think you'll feel a little bit better and later I'll give you some really great suggestions on what you can do about that. So from an article in PubMed titled Born to Choose, The Origins and Value for the Need to Control by L. Linetti et al. from Trends in Cognitive Science from 2010. The need for control is biologically motivated and innate. So control is part of the wiring of human beings. From the research, they learned that you can see control evident in infants before they could have learned it. Now, what's also important from this research piece is that the perception of control plays an important role in your response to environmental stress. Having the exercise of choice in your life acts to energize and reinforce an individual's sense of agency. This is very important. Anything that undermines the perception of choice may be harmful to your well-being. The evidence suggests that the desire to exercise control and correspondingly the exercise of making choices is paramount for human survival. So exercising control may be, from the research, an, a critical aspect for individuals to, th to thrive. From a different article, sense of control predicts depressive and anxious symptoms across the transition to parenthood. That's C. Keaton et al. from the Journal of Family Psychology, April 2008. Very interesting research piece where they looked at new parents. From this research, a sense of control served for these new parents served as a protective function for mental health outcomes. It also provided a higher sense of enduring control. Well, a higher sense of enduring control also predicted lower levels of psychological distress in new parents. So we're seeing that the good side of control. The good side of control is that we're hardwired and born innately with a sense of control and having a sense or the perception of having choice is very important. My last little piece of research here is titled Perceived Control and Mindfulness Implications for Clinical Practice from Francisco Pignini and Catherine Berkowitz and Ellen Langer from Harvard University, How Mindfulness Can Impact the Perception of Control from the Journal of Psychotherapy Integration, 2016. This is important that, you know, that, that mindfulness 
can be valuable in dealing with control issues. And that article discusses the value of mindfulness and being present with respect to perceived control and control issues. So there's a good amount of research that control is not all bad. So it's just not a bad thing. So if you're having control issues and you're making yourself bad and wrong for it, that's not helpful. This is part of being human, that we have control issues or that we want to control our life and it's good for thriving, survival, all kinds of things. It's only when it goes to an excessive level or over the top and creates problems that you need to deal with it. Now, in a podcast on control issues, I have to mention the power and control wheel. That has to be mentioned. The power and control wheel, if you're not familiar with it, was created by the Domestic Abuse Intervention Project in Duluth, Minnesota. And what the power and control wheel provides is it provides tactics and behaviors that abusers will use to manipulate, exploit, abuse, and control their targets. This is very important because control, power and control are an integral, integral part of domestic abuse, which can lead to domestic violence. It's all about power and control. And that wheel is a very helpful tool for anyone who is interested in domestic abuse or domestic violence. So what does it look like when someone is controlling? There are many behaviors that could, operative word is could, be a sign or a symptom of a controlling person. I'm going to list the most common aspects that could be a sign of a controlling person. These behaviors in and of themselves independently do not necessarily mean that someone is controlling. Here's my numbered list. One, blaming others. Two, criticizing. Three, manipulation. Four, drama or being unpredictable. Five, a pushy person. Six, aspects of jealousy, envy, or resentment. Seven, they have to have their own way. Eight, lies, nine, being self-centered or self-absorbed, 10, controlling money or controlling finances, 11, isolating you from friends, family, etc., 12, veiled threats or direct threats, 13, keeping score, 14, stalking you, 15, making you feel guilty, 16, disrespecting you, 17, causing arguments, 18, belittling or demeaning you, 19, contempt, 20, hostile teasing or sarcasm, 21, preventing you from working or preventing you from getting an education or doing something else, 22, causing debt, 23, constantly correcting you, 24, refusing to admit they are wrong, and 25, anger issues. Those behaviors could be a sign or a symptom of a controlling person. And it could just be that somebody has anger issues. If someone is trying to control you, or if someone is controlling your money or your finances or some other aspect of your life, it may be that you are in a domestic abuse situation, which is both common and very painful. We are not openly talking about the percentage or prevalence of domestic abuse. We have statistics on domestic violence. 
However, domestic abuse without the violence is not currently, from what I can tell, being tracked and monitored. And I assert domestic abuse without the violence is extremely common. I have many podcasts that will support you if you are in an abusive situation. An abusive situation could involve a parent or parents. It could involve your siblings. It could involve family. It could involve a best friend or close friends. Abuse could involve anyone. Although we only typically look at domestic abuse as intimate partner relationships. I'm broadening the scope here to say you could be in an abusive relationship where someone is controlling you outside of an intimate partner relationship. My heart aches for you if you're dealing with that. However, this is extremely common. This is the most common situation in the world where people are being abused by people they love outside of an intimate partner relationship. If you're being abused in some fashion by someone and someone is controlling you or attempting to be controlling, number one, you can use all of my podcasts to support you and grow like crazy, which is what I would recommend. You may also counterbalance the negative. I have a podcast by that same title. My suggestion, if you're in an abusive relationship, maybe not domestic abuse, could be with a part parent, could be with a sibling, could be with a best friend, could be at work, could be wherever, is to grow yourself like crazy. And all of my content will help you with that because it's difficult and you are not going to change other people. It's simply people only change when they've made up their mind they want to change. So that's my little piece. If someone is trying to control you or has actually been successful, which happens all the time. It's really amazing. So I have a long list of suggestions for you if you have control issues. This is not for everybody because not everybody has control issues, thankfully, but I've already laid out. This is normal. It's normal to have control issues. It can be very helpful. You need to have a the, the perception at, at the very least that you have some choices and a sense of control. So number one, if you have control issues, my first suggestion is that you bring some compassion to the table for yourself. When people develop real control issues, it is almost certainly and very predictably as a result of some trauma or an adverse childhood experience or something that happened later in life. This is a trauma response for people. Now the question for you is, okay, if this is a problem for you, you're going to be kind to yourself, you're going to be nice to yourself, and you're going to say, okay, now what? This is one of my issues, now what? What are you going to do about it? Well, here's the list of things for you to do about it. After you've been compassionate with yourself, understanding that having a need for control is biologically innate and necessary. Number two, my suggestion is that you learn and grow your emotional abilities because that will give you control over your life. If you have control issues, one of the best medicines for you is to increase control over areas of your life that belong to you. Your emotions, if you haven't developed a high level of skills, that's in identifying, managing, processing, processing and regulating them, you you do not have control over your emotions. Your emotions control you. 
This will help you in every area of life, I promise you, to support you in developing strong emotional abilities. I have a free workbook on my website below the Newsweek logo. Right now, what's up there is version 5.0. Version 6.0 will be coming as soon as I can get it up there. So learn emotional abilities. This will give you amazing control. This will improve your mental health, your emotional health. This will improve every area of your life. Number three, rational thinking. If you go get my workbook on emotional processing, I discuss in the workbook rational thinking because rational thinking is very, very important for mental and emotional health. If you do not have rational thinking, what you have is irrational thinking, which is also known as a cognitive distortion. That is not helpful to you in any way, shape, or form. So download the free emotional workbook, get to work, and make sure you have rational thinking. Number four, learn to control your mind. When you have control issues, anything that puts control of yourself, of your life, of your behaviors, of your thoughts will help you. We are not actively teaching people emotional abilities and we are definitely not teaching people how to can learn to control their mind. Learning to control your mind, however, has been written about since the earliest writers of mankind. This is not a new subject. It's not new in any capacity. I do have a podcast about learning to control your mind. That will be extremely helpful to you if control issues are one of your things. Number five, be present and be mindful. I already mentioned a research piece on the implications of mindfulness with control. Being present and being mindful will help you feel better in life. It's better for your mental and emotional health. And it is amazing. It's very good. This will help you because to be mindful and be present, you will be learning to control your thoughts and your mind. It's a different thing from learning to control your thoughts and your mind, but it's really a subset of learning to control your mind. Six, boundaries. Having clear and firm boundaries will help you feel better about yourself and your life, and it will also put control back into your life. Many people don't have boundaries because we're not talking about them. And we have many people who have no boundaries and cross your boundaries every chance they get. You establishing clear and firm boundaries for yourself gives you more control over your life. It's very healthy and it's very helpful. And I do have a podcast about boundaries. Seven, healthy coping strategies. How are you coping with life? What are your coping strategies? What are your coping mechanisms? Well, you may be holding on to control because what's lacking or low is your coping strategies or coping mechanisms. I have a podcast about coping strategies. There are so many you can use. I talked about religious coping in my podcast on the science of faith. That may be valuable if you use it in the positive vein as opposed to the negative vein. Time management, creating your future, fitness, self-care. There's a long list of ways that you can cope with life. So it may be helpful to you, I assert it would be wildly helpful for you, to boost your coping strategies for life 
and that will allow you to have a little more freedom with control. Number eight, create your own beautiful future. You absolutely have more control over your future than you might believe or think. I don't know what you're thinking about your future. When you get to work on actively and intentionally creating a beautiful future for yourself, you are then in control of your future. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is amazing. Actually, you committing to your future, getting to work on your future, taking actions on your future will make many problems in life become minute. This is a great strategy for everyone. It is a great activity for everyone. I highly, highly, highly recommend getting to work on creating your beautiful future. Number nine, do you have a safe person in your life? Unfortunately, at this day and time in society, we are not generally speaking about having a safe person and what that means and what that looks like, which is why I did a whole podcast titled When You Are the Safe Person. Every human being needs to have one or more safe people in their life. And that's not what everybody has. That may be part of your control issues if you have control issues. Get to work on that. My podcast on When You Are the Safe Person will help you have a greater understanding of what that means. 10. Are you engaging in self-care to the max? I don't know, but if you have control issues, I would boss up your self-care. That is something you have control over. It will boost your mental and emotional health. It will help you feel better. It might even help you look better. And self-care is much more than grooming, which I talk about in my podcast on self-care. Number 11, love and affection. Unfortunately, we have too many people in the world who are lacking love and affection in their lives. This is a common issue. Boost your love and affection. I have many podcasts on love, different aspects of love that will help you. Love is amazing. It can be medicine. And you may have control issues simply because love and affection was withheld from you when you were a child or in your adult life. That may be the reason. 12. Be unbreakable or invincible. If you have control issues and you really want to deal with them, get to work on becoming unbreakable or invincible. Now, I do have a podcast about that, and that goes above and beyond having excellent mental and emotional health and fitness. There are many elements to being unbreakable or invincible, which I discuss in that podcast. When you have control issues, going to work on that, you will completely be in control without question. And you will be in control without hurting other people. I mean, if you do it according to what I recommend. Number 13, self-compassion. Some of you listening to this podcast are incredibly mean to yourselves. You are so mean to yourselves. It is deeply painful and hard to watch, listen, or hear how some of you are with yourself. Get to work on being compassionate with yourself because it will help you feel better. And it's certainly much more attractive. 14. Empowering attitudes or beliefs. 
When you have control issues, sometimes one source can be the fact that you have disempowering attitudes or beliefs. Examine your attitudes and beliefs in life, which my podcast on that title will help you, and look to see are your beliefs and attitudes about life empowering or disempowering? Because you absolutely can control the attitudes and beliefs that you hold about life. You might not feel that you have control of attitudes and beliefs right now because you might not be awake and aware to what your attitudes and beliefs are about life, about yourself, your future, people in your life, your future. You have control over your attitudes and beliefs, so make sure they're empowering. Number 15, character and integrity. You can control your integrity and you can control your character. I highly suggest making character and integrity be a high priority because it will help you feel better and it is an area that you absolutely have control over. 16. Who are you associating with? Who are you hanging out with? Who is in your posse? Who are the people who are actually in your corner as opposed to in your life but drilling holes in your boat? Unfortunately, many people, myself included, have had people in their lives where the people are actually not a fan. They're kind of a hater or they're jealous or they're envious, resentful, what have you, and they really want you to fail. You have control over who is in your life and how much they're in your life and the role they play. It might be time to take a pause and look and see, are the people in your life, in your posse, in your circle, are they really for you? And this is painful sometimes to recognize that some people you may have been friends with for a long time really don't want the best for you. I know that's painful. You may have to make some changes, but again, you have control with a lot for a large number of you about who is in your life. So take a look at that. In particular, I suggest looking at if you have any trauma bonds because that will keep abuse, negativity, hurtful behaviors perpetual, perpetuating. Understanding trauma bonds will help you break free of that and you do have control over who is in your life. Number 17, protect your peace, P-E-A-C-E. As you get to work, on controlling aspects of yourself, your habits, your practices, your skills, your abilities, you will arrive eventually, if you're not already there, at a a state of peace, P-E-A-C-E. Protect your peace at all costs. Once you arrive at peace, you will, in my humble opinion, do everything in your power to protect your peace because you will not want to tolerate people disrupting your peace. When you work on getting to a state of peace, people will not be happy. (laughs) They won't be happy. And they will try to disrupt your peace in any number of ways. So protect your peace. And I do have a podcast about that. Right now at this point, I've given you 17 suggestions about areas you could get to work on, actions you could take, to deal with control issues. These suggestions will significantly help you have a better life, a happier life, a more powerful life than what you might have now. 
you will not only be increasing your controllables, you will be gaining power, peace, freedom, as well as a whole host of new skills, abilities, habits, and practices. This is a paradox. You have control issues, so what will solve your control issues is you increasing control. You increase, increase control over your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, and other areas, and your control issues will decrease and fade away because you will actively know you are in control. There's no facade. There's no need to reach out and, and be controlling because you will know at your core level, you are in control of your life and you are making healthy choices. There's not a perception of choice. You actually have choice. Trust me. I know this is a paradox to suggest when you have control issues that you gain, take more control but it will take care of the promise, the problem, I promise you. So I'm one of the few people who doesn't have control issues. My mom and I, God rest her soul, used to chuckle about this. She used to say, how could you be my daughter and not have control issues? We're like two peas in a pod, except for that one thing. These are all the reasons why I don't have control issues. I have choices in my life. I have control of my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, my boundaries. I have control over all those areas. I don't need to be controlling, you know, to an excess outside of that because I have a huge amount of control over my life. I hope that's been helpful because if you have control issues, first of all, that's not going to feel good. Secondly, as I laid out, that could be could be a deep or very problematic issue. If you have control issues where someone else is controlling you, that is a big problem. Lots of my content will help you because that's that's a that's a bad that's a bad situation. So I do hope you're hanging in there. I do love you. I hope your life is going amazing because my commitment to you is you have this happy, amazing, beautiful life where you are not only happy, you are not only healthy, but you are well loved. That's it for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast episode 181, When You Have Control Issues. I hope that you will start taking actions to take back your power and gain more control in important areas of your life where you may not have as much control as you could or you should. I request you share this podcast on social media to help other people who may be having control issues. Hang in there for now. I do love you. That's it.